guys, welcome to the Page Turners podcast. For our first episode today, we're going to be discussing romanticism and Frankenstein. Once again, we're your hosts, Samantha Yang, Isabella Moslocker, Elizabeth Schmidt, and Chris Fairley-Lorcano. Okay, so what is a theme in romanticism? I think something big in Frankenstein that was seen was the idea of the supernatural, because this whole story follows Frankenstein creating an a monster out of an inanimate body and using different body parts to create this monster. So I think a big element of the supernatural is seen. I think another big element is like nature because in the text, he like Frankenstein doesn't stay in one place. Like his monster doesn't, he like roams around and never like settles down because he wants to explore the world as we see it. And he's learning from us everywhere he goes. Yeah, I think also, like, the element of nature is, like, Victor chasing the monster because of his obsession, and he goes all around. Like, we saw that map of everywhere that he went and where he ended up because of the monster, so I think, like, that element of nature is really big because instead of just staying in one place, he's going all over just to feed his obsession almost. Um... Also in Frankenstein, nature was used throughout the story to like describe the state of the characters in the book. I agree because I think that Mary Shelley used nature to kind of like portray a more serene atmosphere amidst like the chaos that goes on throughout the entire story. I have a quote that said, the starry sky, the sea, and every sight afforded by these wonderful regions seems still to have the power of elevating his soul from earth. And it sends more of like a calm uh atmosphere rather than like the chaos that keeps going on in the novel so we were talking about how like victor chases the monster but like what are frankenstein's emotions every time he sees the monster like when he sees him immediately like what does he feel that's a great question feels fear (laughs) i was gonna say like disgust of like what he created yeah Like, um, because in that one scene where he is on the mountain, like the avalanche yeah. area, he like looks up and he sees the monster. And I, in the story, he says he's like struck with fear and like horror and he trembles. But like, why do you think he would chase after something that he's so afraid of? Because he created it and now he probably feels like he has to stop it. Because if it just, if it creates any destruction, then, and it's something that he created, then it's his fault. So you think it's like a responsibility almost? Yeah, I think so. Okay, going back to the theme of nature, which we were talking about a little bit ago. um, Why was nature a large theme for this um, time period? I think nature was a big element during this time period because of the industrial revolution because things were being created and new new aspects were being brought to life and that they weren't familiar with so they were having to adapt on their own also and that was such a big part in history of like developing new lifestyles i agree i also think during that time period nature was being ignored somewhat so like i think it was reflected in the literature and writings of the time Mm -hmm. um just to portray the power of nature. Um, do you guys think the element of innocence is seen within this story? 
and where if you do? Um, yeah, I think it's found with the character Henry Clerval. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Um, he was kind of like a contrasting character to Victor Frankenstein because of his innocence and the way that he handled his ambition for discovery and science. I also think Victor's innocence in the beginning of the story towards the monster, like when he first created the monster, because he, I don't think the thought of death and destruction being brought about by this monster was ever going to go through his head. Yeah. But also I think like that's on him because we see like the monster saying when he woke up for the first time, he was in like a cold room and he was alone. So like Victor literally left him. <laughs> like he wasn't there to like yeah. guide this monster. Because of that, do you think that, like, his innocence changed towards the end? Yeah, I think his innocence changed on, like, a different level, and I think his innocence became more, like, not towards regarding the monster, but towards, like, himself and, like, Elizabeth and, like, different people in his life rather than the monster, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think the monster had a period of innocence, like, when he was... Uh, like spying on the people in the cottage before he like went on a rampage and people like discarded him or like looked down upon him just because of how he looked that that's not something they wanted to like accept like he's like oh sorry he's like he's like this new life yeah. and he doesn't know anything like he just woke up and he's trying to figure out life on his own so yeah I, I agree with that um, just to connect the theme of innocence to a real-world um, aspect, how is society contributing to the corruption in young minds and the loss of innocence? I think a big thing of corruption of innocence in the real world is, like, social media aspects of it all. Okay. Because I feel like it's such, like, a thing of comparing yourself, and we see things on social media that aren't necessarily, like, I don't, I don't know how to like say real. it, but like, re yeah, real. Yeah. Like it's like a facade almost. So I feel like that's corrupting like innocence in a way because it, it's like changing a lot of mindsets on things and making people believe things that aren't Yeah, I agree real. with that. I also think like social media and internet makes it, especially for like younger kids and teenagers and stuff, it makes it easier for them to access a wide range of information at the tip of their fingers. Mm -hmm. So. And, like, we rely so heavily on the internet nowadays that, yeah. like, I also think having the internet breaks that form of, like, human contact and connection, so it's, like, not, you know, we're not getting that experience of being one-on-one -on -one with someone. How do you think it would be if social media and, like, technology, how it is today, played a part in, like, this time period during this novel? I think it would make it a lot easier for Victor because he is chasing down this monster but with one click of a button, he could easily find yeah. this monster, and this story wouldn't even be close to what it, how Mary Shelley wrote it. Yeah. Um, another aspect is the, when the monster asked Victor to create him a woman, like a companion. So what elements of romanticism are seen within that, and why um, do you think that? I would have to say like the elements of isolation are really which was a big theme in romanticism. Why do you think Victor was so hesitant 
on it. Like, I have a quote um, from chapter 10, and, it, and Victor believes that she might become 10 times more malignant than her mate and delight for its own sake in murder and wretchedness. So I think it's like a fear that he could create something even worse. Yeah. But what else do you guys think? I think um, like, oh, go ahead. I think like there being more than one scares him too because he knows how much one has done already. Yeah. And if he creates another one, it could just double the uh, bad things that have happened. And he could take on that responsibility of, of chasing down that monster too. Yeah. In that situation, I kind of like, I understand the sides of both Victor and the monster. Because mm-hmm. Victor, like what Christopher said, Victor um, didn't want to create more monsters, but the monster, I have a quote from the monster that, all men hate the wretched, how then must they be hated, who are miserable beyond all living things. The monster was just isolated and wanted a companion. Mm-hmm. All right, so that ends our discussion. So thank you guys for listening to us discuss romances and elements in Frankenstein, and we'll see you guys for episode two.